0: Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30 day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. There you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and get started listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM to get started now. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to On the Break. The Mellow was once dead and is now an All Star edition. It's J Mac, Kyle Beats, Josh VG, gentlemen. What's going on? What's up, man? It's good to be back. I'm sorry glad I missed have, last week. Glad to have you back. Can't hear you, Kyle.
1: We missed a uh, sweat. We missed your uh, take on Swaggy P uh, bringing the
2: BB gun into the locker room. Oh, was that the Gilbert Arenas joke? Yeah. Man, We uh, talked here's about, my take. We, that guy guy's a future Hall of Famer now. Well, In think, my heart, at least.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you would have th- thought that, first of all, before we even had this conversation in the first place. But For sure. The fact that, he, that Swaggy P brought a BB gun into the locker room and Gilbert Arenas took it from him and shot him with it in the chest <laughs> in front of an NBA rep is just an unbelievable story. We talked about it last week, and I still can't believe it happened. Oh, man.
2: Dude, that guy... Like, have you ever listened to him on his podcast, or like whenever he guest stars on his podcast, at Gilbert Arenas? No, he has the greatest stories in the world, dude. He just has an electric personality. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was
1: I was telling him so. Justin didn't realize how big of a deal that was in the moment, though, when all the Gilbert Arenas stuff
2: happened. And I was and, and when he said that, I was like,
1: Josh, Josh would lose it right now. It was a pretty big deal for NBA players to be be doing that.
2: Yeah, and he was averaging 30 a game whenever that happened.
1: Yeah, like, like he was trending to be like one of Kobe, the greatest, T-Mac,
2: yeah. AI-type score, right? Yeah, exactly. He was like the – I don't want to say the Steph before Steph because he wasn't ever at that level, but it was like he was the player that was spreading people out to the half-court line. Like if you look up great, Gilbert Arenas' greatest shots, and there's a shot that he pulls up. It's a game winner. He crosses somebody or like does a step back and pulls a three from super deep And before it hits, before it's even halfway to the rim, he turns around and raises his arms because he knows it's in. And you just, there's like a picture of him with his arms up, and the ball going through the net in the background. It's just like that was that was who he was. He was the new age of player. Agent Zero, man. But Gil was Gil, and and that
1: happened. So, what do you think about you know Melo being the player? Was it Western Conference Player of the Week or just NBA Player of the Week?
2: It was Western Conference. uh, I think Vucevic won Player of the Week on the East. Okay. Um, but. James so Harden averaged forty-seven points a game on seventy-four percent true shooting percentage. It's not good enough. Like, what? it's not great. God, man. I mean, it was a, it was a welcome back to the league, Melo. We're sorry that nobody paid you for forever. You know, that's all it was. Dude, I mean, but if you average forty-seven, and he played three games that three games a week
1: or four, yeah, I think it was four games, and you average forty-seven. You, how are you not player of the week though? That's insane.
2: It's a really absurd. He's almost a player of a month. Sorry, go, go ahead. I would
1: just
0: say it's really absurd. Like it's hard to wrap your head around.
1: But I think that's, I think it's a little bit of the NBA being tired of James Harden and the style of the play. I know you're tired of that, Justin, and I think they're just tired of handing him awards for ISO ball. So,
0: Josh, we were and, talk, talking about it last week. If I have to fucking watch the Rockets play basketball anymore this season, I'm gonna vomit. Like it, it. I hate watching them play. It's so ugly.
2: It's one person doing everything and everybody else standing around. Boring, but really, dude. You can get people open in three different ways. And, and uh, the NBA, you can get people open with movement. You can get people open with spacing and you can get people open with just the overall talent. And the rockets use overall talent from James Harden spacing from everybody else. Like if you watch yeah. the warriors, whenever they were playing and they were playing at a high level, they use so much movement and so much talent, but they didn't always have great space and you'd have people, four people stacked on one side of the lane and the Rockets just do it the opposite way. And it's a little bit more boring because people aren't moving around as much. But, uh, but I mean, for golden state, it didn't matter. Like
0: sure. They missed a lot of those shots, but they got, they were so good. They were such a good offensive juggernaut
2: that they could take as many as those shots as they wanted to. So it didn't really matter. Yeah, and, and they the were all, they were the, they led the league in, in assist for two years, two or three years in a row. You know, they were, mm-hmm. it was built out of a team playing game. And I think the Rockets are probably up there as far as assists goes. I think the Bucks are up there too, but um they just do it a different way. And I can understand because it's not, it's not exciting. Nobody's moving. Everybody's just standing around and watching James Harden. I just ultimately don't think it's going to work. Yeah, that's the more important it thing. Hasn't. Like, I don't think Daryl Morey or uh
1: the the Rockets owner, I don't think. They're really worried about is it going to look good because they're still still a huge market. They're still got their TV deals uh, in place, and they're still going to sell. They're more worried about can this work in the playoffs because now that Golden State's out of the way, this is their time, right? And, I mean, you got probably your last peak year of Westbrook. I mean, maybe maybe one or two more. We'll we'll see how that goes. But with the way Harden's playing right now, I mean, this is the year, right? And I'm kind of with Justin here. I don't think it's going to – pan out well in the playoffs with that ISO ball, unless you can get a little more ball moving. I know what you're saying about the assists, Josh, but that's because they may be really high in the league in team assists, but that's because it's regular season, it's regular season defense. When it's playoff teams playing, playing playoff defense, we've seen that not work for them in the past repeatedly. And I don't know that this roster is really any
2: better constructed. Yeah. And I, I agree with you guys on that as far as, um they have floundered in the playoffs previously like the all-time we're up two games on golden state and we go over 39 on one you know and chris paul gets hurt on the next one so it's um or i don't even know what the exact number was, but 27. It was stupid like that over 27 jesus that was um, so funny <laughs> yeah but uh they, they floundered in the playoffs previously and i'd agree with that i don't know that this is something that can that can work um and i don't have them coming out of the playoffs i think i still, I still have the I said at the beginning of the series, Lakers, Bucks in the finals. Um, but, uh, and as far as prime for Westbrook, it's probably a little bit um, lenient. I wouldn't say that he's in his prime anymore by any stretch of the imagination, but I hear what you're saying in that, like you think there's going to be a hard drop-off next year. Prime athleticism. Yeah. Pri- well, um, I think he's
1: right, I, right there, man.
2: I'd agree with you in that, like, so too. there's going to be a drop-off eventually, and it's going to drop off, harder than it already has for him like it, he dropped off pretty hard originally from 31.6 down to 25 and his his three-point percentage is shot down from there and two-point percentage <laughs> cool. as well from which is MVP. hard to
1: do yeah yeah
2: so but like i mean
0: how many I, of those shots is he taking though with harden being there that's a better question though i mean he's he shouldn't be taking, taking any
1: he's, he's still taking like one or two less shots per game than he was last year because i mean he had pg on the team last year who was having a really good season that's true you know, he was probably third or fourth in MVP at one point last year, but all I'm the Rockets saying, have played a, t- a tough schedule thus far. I will give them that.
0: They yeah. have. I I guess all I was asking, the reason I was asking is because if he's taking less of those shots and, like, some of those drop-offs, like he went from 31 to 24, you said, or he's gone from 31 to 24, like, that's a significant drop-off, but is he taking less shots? Is that the reason?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's so. it almost goes without saying that he was going to score less this year, right, because James Harden's on your team, but... Right. I think his percentages needed to go up, and as Josh pointed out,
2: they didn't.
0: Right, no, for sure. I was just curious of, of what that looks like, just given the offense that he's in now.
2: Yeah, he needed to be more efficient. Right now, last year he shot uh, 5. 6 threes per game, and this year he's shooting five point three. Oh wow. Last year he shot two point or twenty nine percent from the three point line, which is not good. And this year he's shooting twenty three percent from the three point 23. line. Twenty three, honest at this Dude, point. Wow. Um, yeah, field goal percentage has. Uh, been pretty stagnant for 42.8 last year 42.6 this year he's just not still not good really, like percentage <laughs> what russell westbrook is elite at is having the ball in his hands and breaking down the defense and making a play for somebody else and he just can't do it in that offense because you have somebody that's better than him at doing that that's
1: fair hmm. it was just weird because he was shooting there was a couple years in there like his mvp or didn't he shoot like 34 35 percent from three
2: yeah, he shot 34% from the three point line and his That's MVP pretty good. Year. Like that he, makes good. a big difference. He significantly dropped off after that and that that was the drop off that I was talking about and like it's almost like he doesn't get the same amount of lift from his legs as he used to. He shot okay. so 34% in his MVP year and then the next year he shot 29% and then 29 and then 23 this year. Not good. What
1: I've noticed is he definitely picks and chooses more. So I think like just his ability at the beginning of his career he could just have those bunnies and just be bouncing and not stop moving the entire time, where now he has to pick and choose a little bit more, which is what LeBron's been doing, really, for the last four or five years, and it's kind of worked out, I think.
2: I think it's obviously worked out for LeBron's body. What's If if yeah. I'm the Rockets, I'm looking at what Westbrook has done, and I'm saying we've gotten worse since Chris Paul. Um, yeah, he's more like... I think so. I'm with you there. Overall, his, his usage rate is way less than it was last year, and he's averaging 4.3 turnovers versus last year he's averaged 4.5. He's gotten worse in the smaller amount of usages that he's been used, and he can't knock down a three. Chris Paul could at least knock down a three. And Chris Paul at least defended. Yeah. Um. Westbrook just hasn't been able to fit into that system because he's so used to even when Durant was there, he was the guy with the ball. He's so used to being that, and he he just hasn't been able to figure out who he is without that ball.
0: I mean, Chris Paul shooting. or so he's got he's he's got uh, average on the season, sixteen points, four. Four rebounds uh rewards and six assists and he's shooting thirty-eight point six percent from three. That's pretty yeah, That's crazy. Like that's that's a stark difference in what you're getting from three point land just in general right there for the Rockets alone.
2: Yeah, and last year he shot thirty-six percent from the three point line. Compare that to Westbrook's twenty-three. Chris Paul was taking uh excuse me, um three pointers attempt. Yeah, he shot thirty-six at six threes attempted last year versus Russell Westbrook's twenty-three at five three pointers attempted last year. Like and that's what that offense is predicated around. It's predicated around James Harden getting people open to knock down threes, right? So I, I just don't I don't I, I said at the beginning of the year, I don't know how like Westbrook is significantly better and it was hard for me to say like I know that Westbrook's a better player than Chris Paul, but I don't know how he's gonna fit in the system. And yeah, it just it, hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. He I do think that they that he's looked good in fast break,
1: which is what we anticipate. And he's getting yeah. to twenty four, twenty five some way, right? So if he's shooting 23% from three, but he's 42% overall, that means he's getting, when he gets to the bucket, he's pretty likely to score. Right. Right. And I mean, from the games I've seen for some reason, the games I've watched, they've actually had wins. I mean, they're obviously 13 and six. So percentage wise, not, not elite, but I don't know, man, I actually, I I think they're going to be okay. I agree that Westbrook hasn't really fit into the system that well. I just think that James Harden is really scoring at an elite level right now. I think the key, key deal for them is going to be health because I mean they're just not that depth across you know across the board or that deep across the board so I think that's going to be their biggest issue I don't think it's going to be Westbrook necessarily unless he does what we've seen him do in the playoffs and tries to tries to take over and ends up taking more shots than James Harden in a few games which should not happen yeah so
0: I, I think though, push- sorry real quick Josh I think yeah. the, the biggest differentiator though is that and this is kind of the point that Josh and I are making is that with Westbrook, it's not a matter of trying. I think Westbrook always tries. Uh, i yeah. I would never really accuse him of that, but it's a matter of whether his body will allow him to do that further. And that's probably my bigger question than anything else. I have no doubt that he can do it. That's that's obvious, but it's a matter of, you know,
2: degradation. yeah it's fair really. concern. yeah listen you can give me the hardest trying senior coming out of high school wants to do great in the military, but if he keeps pulling pins on grenades and leaving them in the box, like that's, <laughs> you, you don't want that versus somebody that doesn't try as hard and as smarter, Right. Um, the league average EFG, which is like field goal percentage versus um, and counting as like, if I, if I shoot a, if I shoot a two point shot, 50% is 50%, right? If I shoot a three point shot, 33% is 50%, right? right. That's what EFG is. League average EFG is, um, this year is, where did you go? Probably around 50. Yeah, it's 54, I think. I just saw it, but I wanted to read it off. Um, right. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, 54, 52%. Okay. Um, Westbrook's currently shooting 45%. He is grossly, it is so much worse for him when a shot comes out of his, or so much worse for the Rockets when a shot comes out of his hands than when it's not coming out of his hands. He needs to be put in a position where he can make plays for other people. He needs to be the LeBron James playmaker, where he's not taking as many shots, but he's leading the league in assists, and it's just not going to happen on that team because he's got a better one on that team.
1: Yeah, I mean, but this is—I mean, this is what they—they they wanted, yeah, so I mean, absolutely. they're going to have to make it work. I, I do think they're still going to get deep in the playoffs, though. I'm going to yeah. say adamant about that. It's going to really depend do. on
0: the competition, to be honest, man. Like, I don't. Well, so the good news for them is that some of the teams that we thought were going to be better than they are haven't been but i mean then again like teams like the mavericks have been a lot better than people thought they would be
1: dude like the blazers i mean the blazers, the blazers. it's early right yeah. but they're eight and twelve hmm. i mean we're relying on Melo now i mean i really don't know what's happening even though i, I think Melo still has He's averaging
2: 22 points a game yeah, I, I think he still league. has
1: a lot in the tank and I, I think we've all thought that we just didn't know if it was really going to work out they're like the cowboys of the nba though i mean it's like all this talent suspect coach shit results
2: yeah i still don't have any any type of um
1: uh faith faith. In terry Sorry, scott's I'm, yeah dude, i'm forgetting yeah. all my
2: words say faith in no. terry scott's being able to outcoach a, a coach that's good in a seven game series yeah. like you can outcoach billy donovan all day long but not a coach that's good
1: it's true yes yeah, jason garrett effect terry stoss definitely has that you you've pretty much given up on him josh since he didn't make those adjustments in uh I don't remember what series it was. It was the, the uh, Warriors series, the yeah. Western Conference playoffs yeah. last year. you were losing yeah. your mind.
2: Yeah, because he decided to run a drop defense against <laughs> Stephen Curry, and that was when I was like, "This guy's the worst coach in the league. He's horrible." I don't know about that, but he's, he's yeah. definitely. up he's there. He's not the worst coach yeah. in the league, <laughs> but like at the Donovan time, and Scott Brooks are. He was definitely Two the, OKC Thunder coaches. He,
0: he was definitely the worst coach that was still coaching
2: in that season. That's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, for sure. Here's my concern about the Rockets. I would hesitate. Like, if you put, if you told me to put money on any team going deep in the playoffs in the Western Conference, I don't know who I would choose, dude. I, because like the Lakers and the Clippers depend on health. Um, the Rockets could run into one of those buzzsaws of the Lakers or the Clippers if they are healthy. The Utah Jazz could turn it on and only allow you to score 80 points a game. Um, the Nuggets could turn it on and the Jokers could add 15 or, er, average 15 assists and 40 points a game you know like dude wait hold all on these... hold on i got a
0: question are you trying to tell <laughs> yeah. me, let's, let's back this up are you trying to tell me that the the lakers bench and the clippers bench is equivalent as far as dependent on injury
2: no i'm saying that if Kawhi, like we already have big time questions about paul george do we have big he's time doing. do what look at how he's <laughs> playing what are you saying sure but he just came off two or two or three shoulder surgeries. Let, like, let's not go. Let's not, we, let's not say we. Let's not say we. Let's say you. <laughs> okay. just, yeah. Justin really is a, is a
1: I'm big a believer, believer in the Clippers bench over the, the Lakers bench. Or just, sure. And
2: I don't have any problem with that, but they had their stars have a history of getting injured. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. I agree with that. I trust yeah. I trust LeBron and A D more than Kawhi
1: and Paul George to stay healthy for sure. And but it's not the- necessarily
0: about that with the Clippers though. Like look at like Montrez Harrell is we, we talked about him last year a ton. I we all all three of us love him. And like that dude is banging out there already. Like and Lou Will looks great. Like a lot of the bench looks really good for the Clippers. That's what surprises me the most about them.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I I just, I think Josh has a really fair point though. I think that, you know, PG 13 and Kawhi playing, you know, 55, 60 games. That's, you know, that's good load management, but I I just don't know if they're going to be healthy in the playoffs. Kawhi was limping last year and Paul George couldn't finish the season. So,
2: I mean, we'll see. If they don't have both of those guys, I don't think they're getting out of the Western Conference. I think that somebody will beat them if they don't have both those guys. Yeah, if they do Yeah, they need. So both that, of that's what I'm saying is like the the West is there's so many question marks on every single team in the West. Yeah, like any team, like if the Lakers, one of their stars goes down, it's over. The Clippers, one of their stars go down, they're going to be better than the Lakers with one of their stars go down, but they're not going to make a cha- make a championship. Right? Nuggets, we haven't seen what the Nuggets can really do. They're barely beating people um mavericks i have big concerns about the mavericks just because of youth right Yeah, um, for sure. rockets i don't think that they can make that offense work together the jazz haven't have been the biggest disappointment to me in the entire league to be honest with you
0: well i mean you just I mean, ran down all eight teams and somebody's got to make it so i mean <laughs> yeah
2: yeah exactly so that's that's what i said what i'm saying is i don't know i don't know who's going to come out of the west like yeah, the lakers sure. are my smart money but i don't this is the least sure that i've ever been out of the west
1: it's great though, right? Like,
2: yeah, is I mean, it better
0: than not being sure?
1: I love it. It's weird how we've just gone from Golden State being like minus two fifty to win the Western Conference to this where there's probably like five legit competitors, right? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard though because I think Utah is a pretty good team. And who was I watching them play the, uh, the other night? Uh, Toronto. Toronto. And yeah. It was seventy-seven to thirty-seven when I turned the game on. I was like, that's incredible that Dude. a team that good can get beat by forty. I mean, this league. Has insane parity, and I just yeah. think Toronto is also
2: a pretty damn good team. Yeah. Also, Mike Connolly has sucked, bro. Dude, terrible. He's, he's been horrendous. Like he needs to turn it on. And if he if he can get back to how he played before his injury, then they're going to be okay. But man, he's been bad. Agreed.
0: Yeah. No cat. No kidding. I just I, I really do think though there's there's a lot of parity in the West. I think the East has actually probably been more interesting than the West has, just given that. I mean, the East is always shat, like kind of shadowed with a weird question mark because you just really never know what's going to happen in that side of things. I mean, teams like Miami being a lot better than we thought they'd be and, and all that. Jimmy Butler's been pretty good overall. Like, there's There's a lot going on just on that side of the bracket alone and like... I think it's it is really confusing because we've just kind of it's been a foregone conclusion since what twenty thirteen fourteen that the that the Warriors are going to come out of the West for the most part. I mean, yeah. there's been some oh well this no, you know the Rockets that's what it was yeah the Rockets could most likely take them on but I mean I don't think there was ever a whole lot of doubt that it wouldn't be anybody but Golden State and I think it's caused a lot of the confusion. I mean we're like a quarter of the way through and we have no idea what to think of some of these teams. I think that's it, interesting. Yeah,
2: I agree. Miami is. Third in the East right now, and yep. what's crazy is like I was watching them play the other night, and there I had questions in regards to what they're going to do from the point guard position. Um, they're running Justice Winslow at the point guard, which is crazy, dude. That guy's six foot seven, yeah. and built like a tank, and he's he's making plays and he's making the right decisions. Um, so I I dude I've said this for since since LeBron and D Wade and Chris Bosh uh, got a championship. Uh, I think that Eric Spolster is a top five coach in the league. I still think he is. I he agree makes, with
1: that 100%. He maxes he makes- out rosters the same way Pop, the same way Carlisle, same way, uh, you know, Doc Rivers, I feel like last year. He just takes these kind of average teams and makes them really good, but they got Jimmy Butler this year. They're getting some really good play out of their rookies. Yeah, they are. And I, I just, I don't know. Their team, I was looking at, they have had the. Uh, strength their strength of schedule played is
2: 28th the heat yeah does that worry you at all I mean all the like we we talked about that like as far as all those teams at the bottom are all good teams because they're not playing themselves right so it's like the Lakers are 26 Celtics are 27 Heat are twenty eight. 76ers are 25. Bucks are 22. They're just not playing themselves. Can I tell you
1: something crazy? Strength yeah. of schedule remaining, though, the Lakers are eighth because they've played such an easy one so far. The Heat are 29th in strength of schedule remaining because their division sucks that bad. That is crazy. That's insane, right? That's a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're yeah. going to end up with a good record, but I don't know how good that team is necessarily.
2: Yeah. Um, it, whenever you're relying with so much of your scoring, I need to look up the stat of what their scoring comes from. People under the age, under two years of age, um, it's just not going to go well in the playoffs. You know, even if they make the playoffs, exactly. they get in, the in the first round.
1: Can I give you uh, some stats real quick on? So I've been man crushing on Giannis with you as well. Now I've I've caught a lot of uh, a lot of league pass action from him, and dude, I've I've been overly impressed. So. So I want to give you these stats real quick. 25 and a half points, 12.7 rebounds, 2.5 blocks. That's Tim Duncan's best season of his career. That's his MVP season in 2002-2003. That's his best season? Yeah, wow. that's his best season. And he won MVP that year, first team All-NBA, and they won a championship. And it was 25 and a half. Now, I know it was kind of the height of dead ball era. I mean, it was just sure. a different, different era depends. still, but – 25 and a half, 12.7, 2.5 blocks. And you look at what Giannis is doing this year. And he, and he played 34 minutes a game. Giannis is playing less minutes. He's going 30.8, 13.4, plus the six assist. Now only only 1.3 blocks, but 1.4 steals as well. So
0: golly. That you know, is I'm nice, bad. dude.
1: <laughs> and he's everywhere. he's gonna win the MVP. There's just no doubt to me. I love what Luke is doing. I love how the Lakers are playing. Um, you know, what Harden's doing is super entertaining as far as comparing it to is he the best scorer of all time? Is he you know, just comparing it to Mike? And I like I enjoy that, but Giannis is definitely the best player. Like getting what, league pass well, this this year from you where I'm just hopping in these games and watching all these players play, and, like and the, he's better than LeBron.
0: The other thing is like, I mean, if you think about it, just extrapolate this over like Whatever his career is going to be, assuming it doesn't end in, you know, injury in some way. Knock on wood. Like the fact that, I mean, Tim Duncan's in the, my top five of all time. So think about what that. Wait, does. what? Yeah,
1: dude. Can we can we talk about that? For no, a
0: not right now. We'll get back well, I want to get into that <laughs> later. But I'm just saying like by the numbers and everything like, yeah, absolutely. And so like if you extrapolate that over a long period of time, like he's going to be rivaling Michael and LeBron in no time.
2: Dude, last year I said this guy has a ceiling to be the greatest of all time. Yeah, you did. And I I second
1: that. His talent, well, I think I said his talent is the greatest we've ever seen.
2: It's it's Shaq meets LeBron. Yeah. And listen, James Harden is about to have the second most efficient rating or like second most efficient year of all time, and Giannis is going to have the best most efficient year of all time. Like these these two guys are doing unbelievable things this year. But don't you agree that to Justin's point
1: from earlier that Giannis is just so much more fun to watch than than Harden?
2: Yeah, absolutely, dude. Because Giannis is, people are dying every time he goes to the rim, right? Um, also, he's got that uh, Pat Connaughton on his on his team, and to see a little bitty white guy Buckets, get it, dude, is freaking hilarious. That little bitty
1: dude is like six seven. Also, by the
2: way, yeah, jeez, yeah, he had the <laughs> highest uh, vert at the um, at his combine. It was like forty four inches, forty five inches. It was like Vince Carter level. Good Lord. Yeah. Well,
1: that's not, Vince that's, Carter might have had a 60, but. That's unexpected. Yeah. Um, to say um, the least. But I do. That. If, so if so so Houston and Milwaukee play in a s- seven game series, who you got? Oh, Milwaukee.
0: Milwaukee, no problem. Probably in like five games, I guess. They I put Middleton on Harden.
2: Harden averages 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I just said that for you. Um, he might average like 32, but he's going to shoot probably a pretty bad percentage. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just playing with you, but l- let me, let me run back to, I- I've got the bucks and I've got him in five to six. I don't even think he goes seven. Um, right. You said that Giannis is better than LeBron. And I think I agree with that, but I don't think LeBron could do what you, or Giannis could do what LeBron's doing. The Lakers.
1: No. So Ju- Justin, uh, I think we talked about this – or no, 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 you and I talked about this, Josh. If you switch them, I think LeBron makes the Bucks better because that's the type of player LeBron yeah. LeBron is. But Giannis could make the Lakers maybe a little more intriguing. You know, it's just I, – I think LeBron is the guy I won in a series. He's the guy I trust in the playoffs. But as far as just overall talent and how they're playing right now on a night-in, night-out basis, this, you know, it's the talent mixed with the stats. Like yeah. I, how can I not say Giannis is – Not playing better than LeBron.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. LeBron and Giannis, so they're both the Terminator, but Giannis is the Terminator whenever he turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger. LeBron's the Terminator whenever he's that silvery stuff that has to (laughs) take shape, right? LeBron, you can plug him in anything and he'll he'll be great. Like, he's he's leading the league in assists right now. Nobody saw that coming, right? right? So he can do anything. Giannis... Just destroys people and and is pulling down thirteen rebounds a game and six assists. But with with LeBron too, though, like we're talking about a guy that's got
0: three times plus the amount of experience that Giannis has and knows how. Giannis could
1: be that. Yeah, I don't even know how you could even quantify that. He is a million times. You know, like it's just well, what
0: I I say that by strictly the amount of games played alone.
1: Got you. That way, yeah,
0: yeah, because I mean, you can't really. But what right. I'm right. saying, though, is like the experience counts for everything. And the fact that, I mean, we talk about this almost every episode, the fact that LeBron put a fucking Cleveland team on his back that was absolute trash and, you know, basically beat the best team of all time is fucking impressive. And like, I don't I don't know that Giannis is capable of that, but I wouldn't count him out for doing that. I don't think that would ever happen in Milwaukee is my thing with it. It's too cold, too cold. <laughs> not not enough happiness up there.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I agree with that. Like, and LeBron has the greatest basketball IQ of all time. Giannis isn't there yet. You still see Giannis makes those mistakes night in, and night out. And if you watch LeBron's games, it's hard to find mistakes that he makes. Like, it's it's you have to really dig deep to see mistakes that he's making. Um, and it's it's insane in that manner.
1: Where are you at with your boy Ben Simmons, Josh?
2: <laughs> oh boy, I've never been a fan of him. I've never. Oh really? <laughs> Um, let's take it He's sketch. just light,
1: lighten it up. You know, yeah. I would take him over Luca. Now that you mentioned it, Yeah,
0: dude, all 13 points of him.
1: <laughs> um, there's like, what kind of odds would you have given me? If I said, Josh, I think Luca's is going to average 17 points more per game than Ben Simmons.
2: So I don't, I don't bet, but I might've bet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's like a thousand to one. Yeah. Easily. Um, it's dude, he's, he's just. He still gets he looks, seven, still seven rebounds,
1: so eight assists. So I know you're happy with that.
2: Yeah. He still looks so timid out there. He was leading the league in three point percentage at one point though this year. <laughs> and I'm going to take that as a win. Um, he, he still just looks so timid. He looks afraid of a shooting. Um, the only time that he doesn't look timid is when he's has his back to the basket or is like in a fast break or they have designed the play to get him a running start at the rim. And then he makes great plays and he's, Dishing the ball like he needs to, he's averaging eight point four assists um with only three point seven turnovers, bro. That's that's better than a two oh assist assist to turnover ratio. Um concerned that his
1: points dropped four though as he's supposed to be getting into his prime.
2: Yeah, very much so. Like he's not going to make an all-star team this year if he keeps playing like this. No. And I think people will, it doesn't matter what is because he's averaging seven boards a game and eight assists, which is a big deal. Like that's good. I think people are just aren't going to all-star vote him out of spite because he's become a meme player. He's not, it, nobody's, nobody's going to look at him and say that guy's doing good in this area or this area or he's a lockdown defender. So that he can't shoot, you know, and that's, that's his meme. That's like who he is now.
0: And it doesn't help that that team isn't very good either. The team Amazing. isn't helping them out.
2: I mean, that's
1: the best not good team ever, though. That's a 15 and six not good team. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, if you keep that pace, you know, you're at 50, you know, 55, 56 wins.
2: They're underperforming.
1: They're underperforming. A bit, that's a good, good, a good way to put, way to put it. it. Yeah. yeah. But like I told Justin last episode, they're just going to have to figure that rotation out. And I don't know if they're going to, but like, that's what it's going to take.
0: I question whether Brett Brown is going to figure it out or not.
1: I that, think that's fair, but I don't think they're going to make a move on that. No, they're definitely the
0: not. They're definitely not. But Which I,
1: I think is the right thing to do. I think you wait until after the season to see how it plays out with him because there's still potential for this team in that conference.
0: Absolutely. No doubt about that. But, I mean, it's, there's just too much talent on this team. And, like, I mean, Kyle, I think we touched on it really briefly the last episode, but, like, I just can't get my head around Embiid going 0 for 11 in a game. I mean, that is just so terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, that can't happen. I was listening to a Simmons podcast doing the top 10 players like in this moment right now in the NBA and he dropped and beat out of there, which I thought was crazy. But then the more I think about it, like I think that's fair with the way he's played this season.
0: Agreed. We made
1: the commitment to getting his body in shape in the offseason. We haven't really seen that pan out with his conditioning at all this season.
0: None. What do you think about that, Josh? Oh. Josh is frozen, so we'll
1: continue. Did we lose Josh? Okay, yeah, so I dude. He, had, he put Cat over over Embiid, which I thought was insane, but I had to look at your boy Cat. Dude, his stats are legit. I know, man. He, like, he is easily, easily having the best season of his career. I think he's well on his way to um, an All-NBA at least thirteen, but an All-NBA for easily. sure.
0: Easily. I'm actually going to the Mavericks uh, Minnesota game tomorrow night to watch him play, which I'm really excited about because I haven't seen him really get to play a ton this season yet.
1: Well, it's, dude, it's career high in points, rebounds, and assists. I mean, he's at twenty, twenty six, ten, 26, 10, and four. I've been keeping <laughs>
0: track of the numbers, but I, I just haven't really sat down to really watch him play yet. Yeah. So, it, dude,
1: one thing I, I just I, that I love about him three point percentage 42, free throw percentage 81. Dude, he's shooting as many threes as Dane. That's nuts. He's shooting nine threes a game. I didn't realize that until I just looked at it. I thought it was probably five or six. He's shooting nine a game and making almost four. So, I mean, boy, of, that's of, really impressive.
0: Of course, Josh ducked out of the podcast for a minute right whenever he decided <laughs> to finally give Kat I did, credit. I
1: did that very strategically. Yeah. When he so gets back, be, we'll go right back to <laughs> by you guys. <laughs> when he gets
0: back, we'll go back to just dissing him like like crazy again. So, don't worry. Exa- exactly. But, but I no, mean, you're no, in right. all his, seriousness, though, no, he's no, his, great. He is. His numbers look great. Uh, I mean, 26, uh, 12 and a half and four is just impressive overall for, I mean, he's got to be like that. The thing is, like they're paying him like, well, they're paying him and Wiggins, I guess, like the all stars that they're supposed to be. And I'm fine with that as long as you're being productive in those numbers and everything. And I mean, to your point, you've you've made this point a lot like. And in a lot of other seasons, he really hasn't done that yet. And he hasn't played like the guy. And we wanted yeah, he's about the to the guy this year,
1: though. I for mean, sure. he's, he's living up to his contract for sure. And for I mean, sure. really, Wiggins is this year. Is it sustainable? You know, we will see. Just long I enough to get, get him another one. Do- do- <laughs> I have a lot of doubts there. One thing I will say about Andrew Wiggins, just because I'm on basketball reference. And uh, I like to look at this. He's played five seasons he's only missed 10 games in five seasons Andrew Wiggins yeah he
0: just says he can't do shit, so they never get him the ball and so you never really hear about him
1: he's
2: missed many more games than that he just played in all those games <laughs> right. hey Josh he didn't show when up
1: he, when you uh lost connection for a second there I had to take that moment to you know kind of tip a cap to Carl Anthony Towns I didn't want to do it while both of you were here but sure I, I think you would find it interesting he's shooting uh nine threes a game at 42
2: percent more than a game you- Pretty crazy. That guy is – I'm hesitant to say he's ever been good, as good as Anthony Davis. But, dude, watch Anthony Davis play and then go watch Carl Anthony Towns play. And they have the same skill set, bro. Anthony Davis is longer and is a better defender. But, man, dude, Damn. those, those step backs that Carl Anthony Towns is drilling, Anthony Davis is sitting those too. Well, those crossovers that Anthony Davis is doing, Carl Anthony Towns is doing it too. Getting out in the break and running and dishing the ball, Carl Anthony Towns is doing too. He's every bit as good offensively as Anthony Davis. Every bit Dav- as good Davis, And a probably better a
1: better shooter. Definitely a better shooter from range. But he's nowhere near the defensive player. I, I forgot what stat you gave us. It was an advanced metric on defense um, a couple episodes ago. But
2: Anthony yeah. Davis was leading the league by a mile in that. Box plus minus, yeah. Or defensive yeah. plus minus. And then Dwight Howard was up there, too. And LeBron was up there, too. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns is no slouch on defense, dude. He's a good defender. Anthony Davis is just the best possibly the best defender in the league maybe going to win defensive player of the year this year can i ask right. a real
0: quick question since i have anthony davis's stats up since we're talking about this have yep. either of you ever known him to be have a nickname as fat man with a ph
1: no dude i was i love looking at what howard's name for him <laughs> i love looking at those uh yeah, he's like he, he's he's definitely going to convert anthony davis to a vegan by the end of this year <laughs> um, i love looking at the nicknames that are on Basketball reference, like Andrew Wiggins has four or five. Mm-hmm.
2: Maple Jordan, never heard it. That's dude. That amazing. was that was when he was coming to the league. That was great because he was supposed to be the next Jordan. Carl Anthony Towns only a couple. Uh, ben
1: Simmons has six. Oh boy, the Wizard of Oz. That's one.
0: Unbelievable. None of them are as good as my these Sources for
2: are Ben Simmons. By the way, this is weak. They need to hire me.
0: Have so you, did, have you ever heard Joel Embiid referred to as just Joel Embiid referred to as the process? Because that's not how those that yeah. connotation is usually used. He like no. tried to use that as his own nickname. Did he? Re- oh, dude! Of course, he you tried to use it as you can't give yourself your own nickname. That's not it, how was, that over, it.
1: it was over. It was uh, over a gallon uh, of rules. Ben and
2: Jerry's. Came up with that. That's absurd,
1: <laughs> dude. So real quick, back to Andrew Wiggins: twenty four point eight points per game. Is that sustainable? Yes or no?
0: I think it comes down some, but I,
1: I, I think it, at forty six percent shooting, I mean that's really pretty good. Thirty four on threes, like that's bad, pretty dude. solid.
0: It's not bad. I think it comes down a little bit. I, I don't know if it's a motivation thing with him or not, though. That's what we've always. I mean, we always laugh yeah. about the fact that this dude knows how to get a deal. And, like, you know what he's going to do. He's gonna—he's in, what, year three of that big contract, something like that? Yeah. So he's going to yeah. play his way into another big-ass contract somehow for the next two years, and then he's right. going to take his foot off the gas. Like, that's always what seems to happen with him, right?
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't think him or Cat are necessarily dogs, but I think Cat's taking a step in that direction. You can develop that later in your career, as LeBron did. That's true. So maybe Cat's just a late bloomer in terms of, you know, his leadership because the skill sets never, never been an issue. I think another problem though, with that team is they're, they're cooling off a little bit. They're 10 and nine. They're still hanging in there tough uh, with a tough schedule thus far, but that roster's just not that good. That's around no. them. That's really the issue. Well, like, they traded Jer-
0: away so much to get things like Jimmy Butler and
1: their guys like Jimmy, Butler right. Just, it, Jared Clover was a guy I was high on coming yeah. into the, into the year. I mean, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be okay in this league, but it's going to take a little while, you know, I'm a little tired of Jeff T. Robert Covington, nice player, but it's just not overall that great of a roster. They don't have um, really anybody to pair with, with Towns kind of as, a, as like a stretch four or a powerful guy. If they could get him in there and let you know Towns play the stretch five, that would be beneficial. I question this team's ability to win 40 games.
2: Yeah, they have nice pieces, but they don't have a third score. Like, Robert Cummings is right. not a scorer by nature. Andrew Wiggins could be, but he's he's not efficient enough, um, and he's their second scorer, right? So, they, they need that third scorer. Jeff Teague used to be that for them, um, but they don't have it. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, Jeff Teague's
1: still on the roster, but he's not not contributing, really, right. Right. you know, as a third scorer. And Suns are another team that I think are going to kind of fizzle out a little bit is there so they're nine and ten they started out I think like six and three or six and four
2: yeah they took Possibly. down the Clippers and the Lakers and and the Warriors but that was before we knew the Warriors were bad yeah right. they're, far, they're definitely starting to fall back down to earth though right
1: so they're yeah they're nine and ten right now any possibility that they still go under the I think it was 28 and a half
2: no probably not I don't think so I think I think it's definitely possible do you? They're going to get Aiden back and I think that they'll get better whenever Aiden comes back. He, he was serving a 25 game suspension from the beginning of the year. So that, I think you're about to get him back. They have to be. They're not it, it's and within nine the next 10, Yeah.
0: Yeah, within the next couple of weeks.
2: We so both fast. went under 20. It was just 28,
1: Josh. We both went under. Uh, I went over. I'm just joking with
2: you. Yeah, I was like I need to update <laughs> he was, this he was so <laughs> somebody <laughs> uh, somebody's December lying, I don't know who. Went, <laughs> yeah. December seventeenth is when Aiden comes back. So you got uh another two weeks. Okay. Two weeks from today.
0: Okay. So Josh, Kyle and I talked about this last time. What would you say your biggest surprise is for this year so
2: far? Still, uh so at the beginning at the beginning of the year I said the Suns. Um, dude, I still I didn't expect the Lakers to come out of the gate as hard as they have. Yeah. That's while I while I did pick them at the beginning of the year. I didn't expect to be so Justice right. I didn't not expect that I was so smart. Lakers. I'm just
0: not buying it on the Lakers as, as <laughs> far as like getting off to such a hot start because of their schedule. I think it'll even out for them a lot coming down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I I mean, the Celtics are right there. So do you not? Yeah, dude. Their, on their on the schedule's
0: Celtics? shitty, too, to be honest. All right. But you're
1: not going to take that away from them. I don't feel like. I mean, uh, what?
0: I mean, dude, they've been just fine without Hayward. And I feel like Hayward is a very integral piece to their offense. And I it's true. just don't think that I I think that, I honestly think they're I think they have an easier schedule than the Lakers do. I think we looked at this just before we got on the, yeah,
1: the air. They're 27. Lakers are 26. They both really haven't played much. And so not yeah. to
0: not to take a, a ton of credit from either team. But I guess what I'm saying is it just doesn't show me a lot yet because they're beating the piss out of really bad teams. Yeah, good teams have to do that though. Like you no, gotta win sure. teams. That, you gotta win the teams against their against sure. the
2: teams that are bad, right?
0: But I look at like the if you look at like the Lakers Mavericks game that we all watched. Like, I mean, the Mavericks should have won that game. They they had won that game. And how do I oh, know? I thought you
2: were talking about their blowout the other day.
0: <laughs> no, well, and so that, how do I know? Because they went and blew them out by fourteen the other day with a lead as high as twenty one. I yeah. mean, it, it, when it comes down to it, I'm not saying the Mavs are the the end all be all, but they're a pretty good
1: team. And, yeah, yeah you, were, you were trying to tell me that how how well they matched up against the Lakers, and I said you were crazy, but you were, you were right when I watched that game.
0: And you guys watched the first game; the Mavs played themselves out of that game as far as yes. fouls. And like, if he, you give LeBron James fucking overtime, he's gonna win. Like that's LeBron James.
1: Yeah, it's on his home court, and they that was just a young team losing a game. But sure. to, to back to Josh, your you know your question to Josh. Uh, you know I think. Isn't it fair to say that the Mavericks are out there, Josh, as far as most surprising team? Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. If you look at <laughs> it on a losing end, I would say the Hawks, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, um, no, it's okay. Uh, I didn't foresee that at all because we, we've said it – I've said it since the beginning of the Porzingis era is you don't have people that can switch on that team, so you can't play defense in today's modern era. But they're doing a pretty decent job, and that's, that's all scheming from Carlisle. He's doing a good job about putting that together. Um, whenever you have a player that's playing like Luca, dude, that's that'll carry you. And if he continues to play like that, they'll make the playoffs for sure. I still see them, I would be pretty darn surprised to see them go into the second round. Get out of the first. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. And whenever you get into the playoffs, that's when you start playing against a player that goes. We know that Porzingis probably can't run faster than two miles an hour, so let's just switch him onto the same guy every single time. You know,
0: that's true. Um, um, Josh, let me ask you this: What would Luca? So, how? Two part question: How yeah. many games does Luca need to will the Mavs to for him to be in the MVP conversation? And is that possible for
2: you, dude? I think he's in it right now.
0: I, I yeah, mean, that's when exactly we get, how I answered I, it. I like, agree with that, but at the end of the year, let's let's say the full season to so
2: win it realistically. Uh, Mavs have to. Mavs can't be below forty five wins see think I said 48
0: yeah see I, I, Kyle I, I think they need to be closer to 50 almost to yeah
2: and and for him to like have a chance like yeah. it's closer to 50 for me but they cannot absolutely cannot be below 45 like, I don't I don't think you can make miss the playoffs and get an MVP
0: I penciled them in to win exactly 45 games Vegas had him at 41. I think they'll win more than that but not by much and I I feel really good about that prediction
2: so far yeah I agree with that
1: now. Yeah, I went over. This was one of Josh's classic. He went even on the forty-one. Said, "I'm going to hit <laughs> it right on the. I'm just going to nail it right there. It's, it's going to be a five hundred season." It's funny I that you 42. say that,
0: though, because at the, the the Mavericks going into the Lakers game as a franchise, their record was fifteen eighty four and fifteen eighty four. Literally a five hundred team for, really? uh, during their existence. So it's funny. And you say think that.
1: about how bad they must have been because they won really? fifty games for like what. 11 or 12 years straight yeah. with Dirk.
0: They were yeah. really bad in those first 20 years or
1: so. <laughs> it's incredible. I think that's probably
0: um, my biggest surprise, to be honest with you guys.
1: It's It's got, on the on the positive scale, I think it's got to be. I mean, it's, it's really not even that close. I mean, you could, I'll make an argument for the Raptors because I think the Raptors are, because they won a championship and all those guys did last year, talent wise, they're deeper than the Mavericks, but it's not that far off. Although Siakam has really, really made it a hell of a jump playing out of it. He's going to be the most improved player back to back seasons. But you know what you know, know, would, they're not really that much different than the Mavs from an overall talent standpoint. It's just with that championship pedigree and being in the East, I think they have a really good shot at making a push uh, with the way Philly is playing as well.
0: And then whenever Kawhi <laughs> gets done with that contract in LA, he's going to be like, Yeah, I was looking at houses here. I'm coming back, baby. That's what's that going to happen. I <laughs> would
1: be cool with that. That'd be crazy. That'd um, be so that be, would be crazy. It'd I would love like, that.
2: Uh, <laughs> The second, he takes out the exact same ad that LeBron did. I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the Raptors are second in the league in plus minus, which I I love the plus minus uh, stat because it shows you ha- not just whether you're squeaking out your wins, but if you're beating teams that you're, you're playing against badly.
1: If, if I ever want to you know, have you give approval on a player that I'm really high on, I'm just sending you PER plus minus, defensive plus minus. Like, I know exactly what you're looking for.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple. So you can always look at the points, assists, and rebounds, but I don't think that always tells the tale of the tape and tells you how good is. That's just team what is we were winning.
1: taught, and you know, growing up in the Sports Center yeah. ESPN era, right? You just see the highlights. You see five or six plays. Yeah, you see
2: Kobe and you go see for eighty-one points, rebound, assist. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. So the the thing. Let me backtrack on my Lucas statement. I think he's in the conversation for MVP right now, but I would not take him over. Giannis. Giannis, I wouldn't take him over LeBron. I wouldn't take him over Anthony Davis. Um, any of those guys right now, See, um, because of the liability that he is on defense.
0: I think that okay. he means way more to his team though than than those other players. Maybe not Giannis. Not Giannis. Not, Giannis not Giannis James Barton. Barton.
1: Not Giannis. But it depends if you're looking at the true meaning of most valuable or just you know the best player, I guess. Because yeah, LeBron, AD, Giannis, really good defensive players this year at least, and. Dude, Luka's you guys is really bad. It's but really it, bad, but he's 20. He means years a old. lot to that team. He he's his, he's the second most valuable player to his team behind Giannis and if you want to put him third it'd be behind Harden in terms of
2: helping his team win basketball games. Dude, Luka gets looks just Terrified whenever he gets switched on the big player, or like a player like LeBron. You mean like everybody else in the league too? I mean, come on, what that's are we fair. talking about that's, here? That's fair, but here is what I am saying: that first Mavs game that they played him in, LeBron hit three threes in a row, where and two of them were because Luca was turning around and begging for a switch with LeBron standing in front of him, and LeBron just waiting until he turned around and looked.
0: Well, Luca did the same thing to him the other day. We like the exact same shot, which was awesome Luka back, yeah Luca Yeah, that Luca remembered that in the first place.
2: Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I'm not taking him over Giannis, Ad, Harden, um, or LeBron as far as if I'm, if I'm trying to win this year. I was,
1: I, I, I agree with that. If you're trying to win, but my argument is value, and LeBron and Ad have
2: each other to complement each other, so right. the value is higher on Luca. Are you guys more of a? MVP means most valuable player like literal yes. or are you like yes. who's the best player in the league? Yeah,
0: it's the literal value for me it's, what what means most to your the team like like think about how bad that Mavericks team would be without Luca.
1: Right. You have to yeah. be a playoff team to me, but then it's who's the most valuable player. Well, it really is just like over 45 wins, right? Like Westbrook got it when they were 46 and 36. Like there's a bare minimum, but he will it's most players. valuable to me. Because if it was best player, LeBron would have nine, right?
2: Ten. I mean, I think LeBron should have 10, even if it, if it is y'all's uh, definition, right? So, yeah, but yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. And I think that it more so whenever the AP is voting, I think it's a popularity contest. Oh, for sure. There's always that aspect I think people, it have, like
1: Luca. he has that magnetic, electric yeah. kind of personality. And what's more impressive... Kind of a weirdo. Yeah, well, everybody talks about how impressive it is that he's doing it at age 20, which it is, right? Like, this is the best prospect we've seen in the league. This is like what we thought Zion was going to be. It's, this is like 80 LeBron, Kevin Durant prospect, right? And... Josh, Josh can't wait to talk about Zion. Let's, let's, I'm not, I'm not table talking that, about it. Table that. Table that for a minute. It. I'm not talking uh, about it. I was just smiling. I think the most impressive thing for him being 20 is just the way he handles it. He just seems so cool with all the, all of it, all the publicity, all, all of the pressure on him.
0: But he's been there too.
1: Yeah. He's been a pro for five years, and that's, that's
2: a huge deal. And yeah, he was uh, drinking from the age of 10 in Europe. Like, he's been an adult for this year 12 now. Well, yeah, when your dad ships you off from some <laughs> Eastern European country because he realizes you have an opportunity to Spain when you're 13, I mean. I don't know what country he's from, but it most likely was taken over by Russia at some point. And that'll make you <laughs> age pretty fast. It's Slovenia. So yeah. <laughs> Slovenia, I'm pretty accurate, yeah. But sorry, Kyle, go ahead. Dude, you went
1: 33-18 and 18 tonight. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed there. But this, let's go back to that Raptors team for a minute, man. I think – it's not crazy to think that they could come out of the East based on what we've seen thus far.
2: Whew. Mm. Uh,
1: you got a good rotation of like seven really good players. That's that's better than the Bucks. If you
2: take Giannis off the Bucks, yeah, the, the Raptors obliterate them. They four right. them right. But Giannis is so transcendental. Um, and I I don't I like their ability to guard are, Giannis though.
0: Are are we? I do too. To be honest with you. Go ahead, Justin. Whenever we're talking about this, are we considering like full health teams, or how are we looking yes. at that?
2: Yeah, let's do full health.
0: Okay, so I mean, if you have Gordon Hayward healthy and playing well, the Celtics have a chance to give them a run for their money.
2: A hundred percent. The Celtics. The Raptors, yeah, the Celtics are
1: a better team. It's yeah. Well, it's those those the four teams. I'm and, not really and, too worried about the Pacers with Vic.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Kyle and I talked about this last episode, though. They're gonna. Like they've done well as far as the big man position, but I just don't know that Ennis Canner is the exact guy you're looking for. I mean, he seems to be doing fine and they've gotten a lot of you know, they've gotten some valuable stuff out of like, you know, Robert Williams and stuff, but nothing nothing to write home about.
2: Yeah, you, you really my question for the for the Celtics at the beginning of the year, and I think we'll see it more whenever they're playing against uh, an Embiid that hasn't eaten an entire box of cookies before a game is a who's going to rim protect for them um, yep, that's the problem that, with that's my real the question the, with the Celtics yeah it's like you can't those guys I don't care if you put Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on Giannis you can't stop them you have to have somebody try and meet him at the rim and wear him down Carson Edwards but, has also
0: been pretty good for them too but I mean he's still not someone that could stop and bead. you know
2: no,
1: Yeah, Carson Edwards yeah yeah that dude's like he six, two.
2: zero chance of stopping him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on where they're at on the court, I guess. Um,
1: but, but, you know, I really – that's been their issue is low post defense. And particularly they've struggled with Giannis over the last couple of seasons. And with the cancer Robert Williams – Grant Williams revolving door that they're playing at the five, that's not going to be successful in the seven-game yeah. series against Giannis. And that was
2: with Horford that they were struggling against Giannis. Right, who's exactly. A, a great, great defender. But let
1: me throw – let me throw – so – that's what the Celtics have to throw at you on defense against Giannis: is Cantor, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, and I, Toronto. Go I mi-
0: I meant Grant Williams earlier, not Carson Edwards. Okay. Oh, okay. I always get that those two sense. dudes confused. That's that where my head was. At. Okay. Sorry, my fault.
1: Yeah, I was like Carson Edwards. I think I could take that guy. On the yeah, football. yeah, no, for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, I always get those guys confused.
1: Toronto, the the kind of you know revolving door defenders you can throw at Giannis because that's what you have to do is you have to you have to you know basically do the wall at the free throw line or a little higher, and you have to throw multiple bodies at him. Serge Ibaka. Marcus Ole, Pascal Siakam. I like those matchups from length and strength standpoints.
2: I like them better than other things in the league. But I, I don't like. I think I don't that's like, like them. the best but, yeah, team in the you. league
1: to guard him, other than maybe Philly.
2: Yeah, I, I would. I would probably take Philly number one. I would, dude. I'd honestly put the don't Lakers the up Lakers. there. I'm, I'm putting them up there. I'm putting you, them up there.
1: Are you contributing to Dwight Howard's injuries? It feels like I'm you are. Dwight Howard's uh,
2: <laughs> psychologist. So go are you contributing to completely different injuries. way?
1: You, um, were no. all, you were all over. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, were God all, dang it.
1: you were all over Dwight Howard this year. I, just because of that it,
2: insult, it. I'm taking away that. Think about it. They're the only team in the league with another two shot blockers like that.
1: Vegan diet, dude. It is not sustainable. We've like They have the, the
2: defensive MVP, the, the best defender in the league. They have three Anthony guys Davis that are is the top. The
1: defender in the league? Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, he's up there. Like he's in the conversation at, at least. You for have sure, to give me that sure he's at least in the conversation. Yes. But um and then they have three guys in the top 15 box plus or defensive box plus minus. Like there's three guys that are controlling the defensive end of the court. So like you have to put them up there. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. so I got Sixers. I got probably my number one is Sixers just because they're so flipping big. Um I would put the probably the Lakers next and the Raptors. Um, Clippers are kind of nice too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they have the same question for me as the Celtics doing that. Who's going to really going to protect the rim. Yeah.
0: Montrez Harold, like a
2: beast. He's, he's big and he's strong, but he doesn't get up and block shots. He changes shots though, and that's really important Sometimes. too. Sometimes um, he's not a he's not as he's not a good of a shot or rim protector as Marcus. Gasol.
1: Who's the best one on one matchup with- for for Giannis in the league? I don't think it's Anthony Davis, even though I agree Anthony Davis is probably the no, best. No, I don't. I,
2: I wouldn't put Anthony Davis on him one on one. Is it Kawhi? Is it
1: Kawhi? That's what I'm thinking. That would Kawhi, have to be cool. It would have to be. Dude, Kawhi. I like Pascal Siaka matchup on him because of the length and the and the height.
2: Yeah, my con- my concern about putting Pascal on him. If I was the uh, coach, oh, his feet out. If I was Brett Brown, I would be like, he's or not Brett Brown, uh, Nick Nurse. If I was Nick Nurse, I'd be saying, "Where are we gonna get our scoring from if we have P- Pascal guarding Giannis the entire game?" That'd be my concern.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I
2: guess I guess that's true, but I I like that matchup. Yeah, and I um I would say Kawhi number one, and then I would also like they tried to beat on him last year. And Giannis obliterate him. Obliterate but him. Yeah.
1: It, unless it's a true five, when you ask the question, who's the best player in the league to guard this guy, it's always Kawhi. Unless it's like literally Joel Embiid or like a, a true five, right? Like yeah. Kawhi is the number one yeah. answer for every one through four.
2: He might be the best defensive shutdown defender since Pippen. He's the best on-ball defender Honestly? ever. Like yeah. that's not a hot Bruce take. Bowen?
1: No.
0: Yeah, though, that's not a hot
1: Bro,
2: take at all. miss me with that. No, I don't even know that Bruce means. Bowen, you have to listen. I'm not even in. trying to entertain the
1: <laughs> the thought of Bruce Bowen being the defender that Kawhi Leonard was because of the the era that they played in. There was so much less talent in the NBA. It's not even close. Like I'm not impressed by Bruce Bowen putting the clamps down on Doug Christie. It's
0: fair. Hmm. You're really strong. I'm passionate about that,
1: dude. And I don't <laughs> like Kawhi. That's what's weird is I don't really even like Kawhi. He's definitely, a be, like, if you're gonna say who's a better defender than him, it's somebody of the last twenty years, probably.
2: Yeah, like, it's, I mean, years. it's. I mean, it's. I originally said Pippen. I think the Bruce Bowen is up there. Um, I don't care if Doug Christie was on the court whenever Bruce Bowen was. Um, but he, I mean, he guarded Kobe. He guarded, uh, um. I'm pretty Justin, sure. that didn't Justin's with, not impressed by that. Yeah, Justin's no, not impressed. No. But Kobe I mean, just took like, he's shots. he's historically a great defender. Like he that's, is. No, He's he on is. the top of the list, right? And Kawhi Leonard, Scottie Pippen, Bruce Bowen's in that in that conversation for me. Um Dennis Rodman's in that conversation, even though he's not a guard.
1: But if we're just talking on-ball defenders right now, like especially, it's like Kawhi the, the league. I'm not arguing. Kawhi is the answer to everybody, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No doubt. Cause he's so versatile and agile in his game too.
2: Yeah. And he's got hands as long as Kevin Durant's feet. Right. <laughs> Does he have uh, sideshow bob feet? Is that a thing? They look like corn dogs in socks, bro. They're just like they're <laughs> size twenty they're size twenty two, but they're it's an just... inch round. It and looks they're like-
1: super thin because his shoe is made. I have like a relatively thin foot, also, mm-hmm. and his shoe is made for thin feet. And like, you see a picture of his feet, it's really kind of disturbing.
2: I'm pretty sure it's just a shin that extended, and he cut little toes into it. And man, it's it's really weird, man. I, I'm upset that I've I've missed out on this discussion.
0: I feel like this is something we should have talked. Dude, discussed. pop a Google on that one. I'm working on it right Was now. That- <laughs> Google Kevin Durant feet. I I also <laughs> love that in Google the first thing that comes up is Kevin. Durant feet height good lord dude look at these things
1: <laughs> is Holy he just like
2: so, oh my god bro <laughs> they're so oh, bad man. those look like corn dogs <laughs> they're so they really dude there's so
0: much worse than flip-flops too that's we need we need a joe rogan jamie Kevin Durant's feet pull that shit up unbelievable
1: Dude, all these all these NBA players too, man, because they run so much and just pound their feet. They all have just like no black toenails or left or they're all black and just full of blood. Dude, his feet are un- unbearable to look they at. They look
2: like – what are those swimming flippers? Like scuba <laughs> divers is what they look like that's literally there's a uh, you probably see
0: if you you googled the picture too josh there's a picture of him sitting against like a red background and he's got what i'm looking at yeah that's the most ridiculous angle that that could capture the greatness of his, of
1: his feet. <laughs> that is God worth damn. a goog, man, if you have not popped in. Oh, that
2: is dude, worth if great. nothing else, this entire podcast for the three years that we've been doing it has culminated in this conversation right here. I'm so glad. I mean, we don't, we can't talk about Paul Pierce shitting himself anymore, so, I mean, what else are we going to talk about? No, we got to talk about Kevin Durant's feet. <laughs> oh, man. Good. There's good. an so, odd amount of Kevin Durant feet pictures on the internet. There Durant. really are. So,
1: Spurs, 7-14, into the into the pop era,
2: no, um, no, dude. The Spurs escape? will limp. Spurs will limp into the playoffs and scare the crap out of the two seed. So it's seven and
1: fourteen. You're slotting the Spurs in at the seven or the eight.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, 7 They'll and figure it out, Dude, hold dude, on. I was, seven and fourteen. I was they've confused. lost.
1: They've lost ten of. A, they've lost ten of eleven.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's
0: not great, but the end of the pop era will come when Pop decides. It won't be decided for him.
1: Well, no, okay, I, I phrased that wrong, Justin, my bad, because, yeah, I don't think Antonio is not going to fire Greg Popovich. Like He he will choose when he wants to step oh, for down. Sure. I agree yeah. with that. I'm saying, is this the end of the, spur, the Spurs being relative? Because I'm fucking ready for it. As a Mavs fan, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean... Hear... Go ahead. No, well, I was just going to say, I mean, I get that, but, I mean, I think it's a, another one of those, like, we're witnessing dominance in a different way, and that's that's a pretty. I mean, it's the longevity of it is. I mean, what's his
2: record as a coach? It's got to be. He has one of the best records of all time as a I, coach. I, mean, I know he does. I'm I'm just curious. It's like six hundred. That's so crazy, man. Six hundred or plus. I'm pulling it up right now just so we've got it. I mm-hmm. just want to hear more pop cuss out minimum wage reporters if possible. If we can get more of that, Popovich.
0: Josh, I was at the uh, the Spurs game. That's when I sat on the wood. And that was when Popovich fucking stared down those refs, and from across yeah. the floor, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I-, I was shaking in my boots a little bit.
2: Oh man!
0: <laughs> All right, well we're. G- I think that's a good place to wrap up. We've hit on Kevin Durant's feet. We've hit. <laughs> We've hit on the end of the Popovich era, if we want to call it that. Whatever. It's good stuff. Boys, always a pleasure. Always good to talk some b-ball with you guys. Make sure everyone to check us out on social media. That's Sensibly Loud Media on Facebook and on Twitter. And make sure to give us a call. We want to hear from you guys. That number is 972-885-9361. Leave us a voicemail, and we will see you guys next week. See you, man.